Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time and Attention. Welcome back, I should say. The podcast dedicated to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I'm the co-host of this show along with Arden Nordstrom. I'm Chris Bailey. This is episode number 117, Productivity Gift Guide. I think we've taken different approaches to huh? this episode. We're also recording in a very different location <laughs> Well, than there's usual. a tree in here, a proper Christmas tree. Yes. The All snow right. is falling outside. And there's a miniature Christmas village. Oh, this is something, uh, th- this is a unique obsession for you. I love miniatures. <laughs> That's My... why we go so well together. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, I just love dollhouses and like little miniature figurines. I just love them. So we have the like Dickens Christmas village that we're slowly piecing together when we can find like good deals on used versions because yeah. they're so pricey. Yeah, but, all, but uh, we uh, buy them all used. <laughs> yeah, people all donate them because yeah, because people have been accumulating these things for years and they just find them when their parents downsize and yeah. things like that. So now we have a, a collection that we're slowly accumulating of cute miniatures for the holidays. Speaking of accumulating things that people no longer need. Gifts. Gifts. Before we do that, though, I do want to apologize because I noticed last week the audio on my end was subpar. It sucked. It sucked. And we did so much testing to make sure that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there, but now we're using the usual setup in a slightly different space, but that won't matter. So um, this is actually kind of cozy. We're we're at the dining room table. And I feel like you can actually see like my facial expression. So maybe we'll be able to Do you want to? To see my facial? Yeah. <laughs> Chris is doing? flipping me off oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> All right. Um, you Back know, to serious things you, you like know, gifts. You know what quote came to mind in, in putting this gift guide together? What gift? You know, first of all, nothing screams uh, um, productivity like Christmas. Yes. That's right? the most productive time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what quote came to mind? You know, these gift guides kind of bug me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Because so often, like a website will put together a gift guide. There will be 20 things on it, each linked to Amazon so they get the referral credit. Maybe a sponsored thing mixed in there or something like that, too. And it, it feels like do, do these people, like, d- does whoever put this guide together actually care? about like making my life better (laughs) or do they just want to get like some affiliate money? So I am so happy you framed it this way. So listeners, normally Chris and I put our notes for an episode in like a shared note where we can see each other's ideas. We didn't this time because we wanted to be surprised by each other's suggestions. However, I have kind of most, my like suggestions are very small. Instead, I have focused on like, how to think about gift guiding, like buying, like big picture strategies for how to approach even like thinking of what is a good gift. Um, Because I think that's missing in a lot of these like lists of what you should buy people for the holidays. Hmm. We have lots of those too, but I also think I also did a bunch of research and read a few papers on like gift buying mistakes. Oh, interesting. And where people tend to make the most common mistakes when it comes to gift buying or gift giving. You know a quote came to mind? And Mm. maybe what bugs me about these guides is like the consumerism of it all. Mm. Like consuming to kind of get off on the fact that you just bought something. Oh my. (laughs) Which which feels like uh, 
just kind of weird and empty in, in a way. Like retail therapy, that, that oh, whole idea. thing I hate. The quote that came to mind in putting this together, well, is capturing like the useful things in these three categories that we chose. Uh, tech is the first one. Stationary is the second one. I have a weird obsession with stationary. And office is the third. But, but the quote that came to mind is from Steve Jobs, uh, a man who is not quoted that often. Um, but he does have the odd good one. Uh, I <laughs> no, feel I'm just like kidding. he's quoted a lot. <laughs> yeah, but but the quote is, my favorite things in life don't cost any money. And I so agree with this. You know, I, I look back at the last week, and this, this last week was a really, really nice one. Like I signed the deal for my next book, hey uh, which I, I'm pretty pumped by. Uh, you know, some uh, other exciting things happened, but I look back at the last week and think like the most meaningful moments for me, the most like deeply, deeply enjoyable moments haven't been these little crescendos of success or anything. They've been like the first sip of a good latte. Mm-hmm. or spending time with you. Uh, and I, I think that's so critical to keep in mind when it comes to talking about something like this is, what, what, what's the point of a gift? And yeah. I, I haven't seen your notes, but maybe it sounds like you have something like that from the research. Yeah, and I think this hints at, so there's a couple of researchers, one who's done a few of these papers, so Galak, Givy, and Williams, and Givy had another paper in 2023. Oh. So there are two papers and they highlight that there are... What's the field that these people are researching in? Because gift giving can't be a. So these are in um, like Society for Consumer Psychology. As consumer an psychology, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and one like one of the things they highlight is that there's this difference between what a buyer is thinking about when they're buying the gift yeah. and what the receiver how they interpret the gift. So there are like differences in what the objectives are of the giver and the receiver. So like when I buy you like power tools, that's. <laughs> There's a difference? In, sure. in how, yeah. You're thinking, if you were buying me a power tool, you are thinking about the moment that you see me give, get the gift, right? I'm thinking about using the power tool. But this is the thing. Most no, people, yeah. the, like, when you think about this exchange, most of the givers are thinking about how they can make that moment when you open the gift as exciting as possible. Yeah. yeah. However, the receivers are thinking about this gift as in not just that moment, but also how they're going to use this throughout their life. Mm. And so is it going to be useful long-term? And, and for many things like experiences, that might not be the same. Or or things like that you use every day, where I think a lot of like my things, the things I would love to get as gifts, are things that I use like every single day and just make like my little day-to-day experiences a little bit better. Oh. And so, I'm looking at my list under tech. Mm-hmm. And I think everything falls under that category, yeah. but, but you, you'll have to tell me. Just if, if makes your life easier. And so when I was trying to think of like strategies for how you should go about buying gifts, and I actually give this a lot of thought because I have been somebody who's had a gift list on my notes, like a pinned note in yes, my note list yes. forever. And I have every single person in my life on this list with a list of what I should buy them in the next time I have to buy them a gift. And every time we're together and I notice they use something or love something or mention they want something, I write it down. And so I think the biggest thing you can do to start becoming a better gift buyer is notice things all year long. And don't wait until December 15th when you feel like you have to buy a Christmas gift to think of like the best thing to buy somebody. Because thinking about what people actually want or could use 
is really where you can make that difference between like your experience of giving a gift and somebody else's experience of receiving a gift smaller, right? You mm. can bring those two things together. You can buy things that are, or, or give things that are better suited to what the person actually needs or wants. Did you find any research on those people who are really hard to buy for? No, I didn't. <laughs> and what they have in common with one another? <laughs> no, but I do think even people who are really, really hard to buy for, and you I would put in this category, mm-hmm. are thinking about things that you use regularly, like things that bring you re- like little joys and things that would make your life a little bit easier. So when I try to buy you a gift, I try to think of like, what do you do on a regular basis that would bring you like a little bit of joy. So like I know, for example, you love um, or you used to have a big problem with organizing your cables in your bag. Oh, yeah, and so when yeah. I started seeing you pack up every single time you'd go on a trip, you thought, I bought, well, what's wrong with this? This, I mean, this it just looked fella. so tedious. And so I bought you a cable organizer. And that is something I see you use every single time you travel. Mm-hmm. And it was really like I thought about what I could do to try to make that experience for you of packing up your stuff, making sure you have everything. I was trying to think how I could make that easier. I'm similarly like one of my friends was complaining that when she runs, her ears get cold. And so right now I'm making her a headband. Like I'm crocheting her a headband that will cover her ears for when she but runs. what if she hears? Oh, I told her I was oh, going to okay. do this anyway. <laughs> I don't uh, know if she listens to the pod. But I have another friend who I saw him like- you have a two whole, friends? I have two friends, wow. two whole friends. But I also noticed like when my friends have a thermos that constantly leaks or constantly spills, that's a great time to buy them a better thermos. Or if you know that your friends like to go to a specific coffee shop, buy them a little gift card for that coffee shop, right? Mm. These are small things, but just thinking about like what would they use regularly? What would make their life easier? What would bring them a little joy? That's a good way to like reconcile these two differences. So I just thought I'd put that out there because making these gift lists and trying to notice things all year long makes the gift buying process not just easier, but also I think a little more meaningful because I'm not just buying you like snacks, which I know you'll always love. No, there's nothing wrong with a good snack. Nothing wrong with a good snack, but it's also a little less thoughtful in terms of like where, how much you still get out of it, right? Yeah. You'll eat it on Christmas and then it'll be over. (laughs) The amount of time you'll spend using for something, using something. So all that to say, I have come up with my suggestions. Try to think about where I see like things I would love. Yeah. So oh. you can use this. And Are all these of our... hints? No, they're not okay. hints. I'm pretty sure they're already on your list because I love these things all the time. On my list? On the list that I made? No, that you of your things to buy for me for Christmas. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Although we don't do a lot of gifts. but No. Um, so where should we start? Because you, you have take... a whole bunch of suggestions. Well, right? I have one, two, three, four, five, six tech things. Whoa. How many do you have? Three. Three? All right. Yeah. So I'll do two sure. for every one that you have. Sure. Yeah? Some of ours are probably the and same. Then, then, but, well, we'll see. Okay. Actually, I, I don't think you'll pick any of these. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a, one that you might pick, but I'll save it for last. Okay. All right. So should I go first? <laughs> go first. All right. Here, I have one. I have it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. This is an audio podcast. But do you see that? I do. Mm. This is actually on my list. This, this is... Oh, it is. <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> so now I have to do three for no, everyone. No, because it's related, but not okay. exactly the same. This is the... Ro- and we'll link to everything in the show notes. We will have affiliate links, but we'll also have a non-affiliate link for every single one of them because it always bugs me when I am forced to click an affiliate link. Yep. And in the spirit of no sponsorships on the podcast... We, let, why don't we donate 
all the money that we make from affiliate from, links? from the affiliate yeah. links. I like uh, that idea. To uh, what should we donate it to? We could donate to your camp. Yeah, Camp Quality. Perfect. Camp Quality Eastern Ontario. You can, you can donate. It's a camp that provides yeah. kids who have been affected by cancer, either themselves or a sibling. Um, it sends them to a summer camp where they provide just, it's such a cool week. They it's, get so many cool organizations come. They get to do like adventures and they get to go in really cool old cars. Yeah. They get to just try all sorts of things. And they, just, we go fishing. Yeah. There's a big dance. Yeah. Uh, this year there's a slushy machine. Oh. Two of them. I have it's never really had cool. such a, a sugar high in my life. And they had, <laughs> they brought that out right before the dance. And so, man, that, that was a good night. Uh, but yeah, essentially Camp Quality Eastern Ontario is an organization that yeah, brings camp, campers, often siblings of those campers, and gives them the, the, one of the best weeks of their year. Um, I've been volunteering there for about a decade uh, no signs of slowing down. So, yeah, incredible organization, and something that you need when you camp, uh, <laughs> especially when you know you're going to the washroom in the middle of the night or something. Is a flashlight, but flashlights are you know the one on your phone is dim. The ones uh, that you need to carry are like the size of four chocolate bars, elastic together with like a double A disposable batteries and. I, I wanted something simple. When I think of flashlights, I still think of the ones we used to buy at Walmart in the 90s that had like 4D batteries. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. The only and thing that needs a D you battery. You could never get batteries for this yeah. flashlight. Yeah. And there's like a weird springy thing inside, yes. you know, where if you shake it, it's like one of those yeah. microphones that kids have I that had echo a pink your one. voice. Yeah. $45, though. You can get the Rovi Von Aurora A8 flashlight. Um, this I love because how, how tall would you say this is? It's a micro flashlight. Like two and a half inches? Two and a half inches by maybe three quarters of an inch. Yeah, it's a uh, little cylinder. A little cylinder comes with a clip, charges via USB-C. So you don't need to constantly replace batteries. This is brighter than any flashlight I have owned. Yeah, it's pretty intense. We are in, here, let me turn it on. Not as if this ah, makes for good podcast so content, but it's uh, it's quite bright. There's a lot of different uh, modes. The brightest mode lasts for three hours on a high mode. Which uh, is actually really impressive. So I bike a lot at night and yeah. my bike lights only last like an hour, which yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. And this and it, has a, a bike light mode. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why it's so cool because it's also good for walking or running outside at night. It's solid red. It can flash red. There's the UV light mode, which... Um, is kind of gross if you want to see how gross your house is or a hotel room is or uh, the the ads kind of have them putting the UV light under money to see if it's counterfeit or not. Mm. Uh, not so sure about that use, but yeah, mm. highly recommended. $45, um, yeah, came uh, via Snazzy Labs, the YouTube channel. Um, mm. his, Quinn, Quinn Nelson recommended it from there. Uh, number two. Well, actually, this, can I say what this was related to on my list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say bike lights because I, uh, or, and I think this, this falls under. For productivity tech? Mm, yeah, because it's like part of your commute. Like how okay. can you make oh, somebody's okay. commute more useful? And so I think like bike gear and car gear, like things that you can charge your phone mm. in your car or something like that. I think broader category, like, I mean, a flashlight is also not exactly productivity tech, but. How can you what? bring in something like bike gear or like I was thinking, how can you make somebody's commute better? I bike, 
bike gear is helpful, like bike lights in particular. It's a nice, easy way to make somebody's commute like a slightly better every single day though. Where Which this one is where do I think you, you can have a lot of um I can send I have the link uh of the specific lights I actually cool. like. Um and I'll put those in the show notes. But right. um I do think this is a broader category of also like if you have a phone charger in your phone or in your car, you could just make somebody's commute a little bit better every single day. Nice. Second pick is the Eve Energy Smart Plug. Mm. This is what we got for the coffee maker. So we've got this big, big coffee maker that came with the house. And we were thinking, this thing is quite big. There's two, uh, what do you call it? Like chambers on the inside that heat the water and steam. We thought, how much power is this consuming? Uh, so I picked up an Eve Smart Plug for it. It's $40. It tells you how much power... The things that you are plugging into it consume either every hour, every day, uh, across the week. Uh, So it's great if you're concerned about the energy consumption of anything. But it's also a switch. It's a smart switch. And it's actually reliable, unlike a lot of the smart switches that I've uh, tested before. It has the latest smart tech in it, like Matter and Thread. And it's so so responsive. But we have gone through a lot of these smart switches because we want to say, hey, smart speaker, turn the living room lamp on. Or, hey, smart speaker, turn the, the coffee maker on or off. And so it'll flip power to something on or off uh, while tracking the power usage of something. The Eve Energy Smart Plug, the most reliable one that I've found. Nice. That's two. My next one is a combination USB-A, USB-C, USB stick. Oh, nice. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. So there are lots and lots of different brands. The one that I have and has worked really well is the SanDisk one. There, and it's like 128 gigabytes. It has a USB-C input, a USB-A input. It's so nice because it also allows you to, no matter what t- setup you're going to use, wherever computer or device you're going to end up at and you need to put a file on, you're going to have the adapter for it. Nobody likes to go find those little dongle things. Like even the word is annoying. So um, the USB adapters are just, or the USB keys that have both inputs are just so valuable and just makes, again, makes somebody's life a little bit easier because they won't have to be looking for those stupid toggles. (laughs) Toggles. Dongles. 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 Dongle. Yeah, it's a weird word. Dongle. And nobody even likes saying this word because it's such an annoying thing to deal with. But you can get different spaces, sizes too, right? Like storage it's is so of, cheap now. It's kind of a funny word. Yeah, I guess. In Canadian dollars, these things are twenty two seventy nine, so they're probably about 15 bucks US. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like 10 at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my, my next one. Good pick. Good pick. I, I use mine all the time. Mm-hmm. Also SanDisk mm-hmm. um, for speaking events because the MacBook Pro has the USB-C, but sometimes they people are getting better at having USB-C, but it's nice to have one that's interchangeable. But I, I have another smart home thing. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, I'm doing two, right? Two yeah. for every one of yours. Um, my smart next smart home th- thing, and we are slowly replacing the light switches in our house. And... Lights are another thing that different companies in the smart home space have a different take for, it seems. So, you know, Hue comes to mind. Uh, mm. Philips Hue. The, these are, you know, they, they remind me of like a, 
you know, you, you get your first smart home device. And I actually think this was my first smart home device. I think you I know, bought, I bought it. it for you. Yeah, you bought it for me for Christmas one year, uh, the hub and, and a few lights. And uh, I, I loved it, you know, because you can talk to your phone and say, turn the lights on. Uh, you can, you know, do all these different things. But eventually a point comes when you have family over and then they turn the switch off and it turns all your hue bulbs off. And so you say, hey, smart speaker, turn the dining room lights on because we're doing a podcast in here today. And it'll say, I'm sorry, the dining room lights are not responding. Yeah. And, and the solution, you know, and after going through a lot of hue lights over the years is a different switch. There is a company that makes incredible, incredible smart switches. Um, there, first of all, I, I should say that you can buy smart sw- switches at basically any price point. You can buy ones for uh, $15, $20. These ones are not cheap. Uh, but in my opinion, they are worth every penny because they are designed not for a year or two, but for decades to come. Um, they have a physical dimmer, a physical switch that works with the lights, and they also hook into whatever uh, smart home ecosystem that you happen to use. It is, my friends, the Lutron Caseta. Oh, I hate, I don't like the word they <laughs> called this. It's the Diva smart switch. Yeah, it's a weird naming, but they are great. And I feel like I should be doing my nails as I turn <laughs> turn the lights on and off. I mean, these are, yeah, I think you're totally right where there's, I think a lot of smart home tech was just not tested by people who live in settings that have like multiple people or people who don't care about smart tech. Yeah, well, or who like don't care just about, yeah. people who don't necessarily care. Like, I yeah. want to just turn on the lights. Yeah, and like I'm all for like thinking about tech and caring about tech, but I just don't with yeah. lights. Like, lights should just turn on. So and, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. It's nice to walk into a room, hit the switch, and not if you don't have your phone, yeah. if there's no speaker in it, it's fine. But it's also nice to be lying down in bed and think, did I turn the mm-hmm. living room light off? I don't want to go downstairs. Hey, smart speaker, turn all the lights off in the house yeah. and have it do it. And, and I think this gives you the best of both worlds. And not to mention, they are incredibly reliable. Uh, if you look at the reviews for the Diva, uh, it says incredibly reliable, it, you know, it, it's even if the name is a bit much, yep. let's be honest, Diva. It's a bit extra. <laughs> as they say for a name, uh, but it, it integrates with anything, and it's fun. It, it, I feel some smart home things. The the way that I've thought about it recently is some smart home things are tech first, uh, and the Philips Hue really come to mind because you need a phone, you need a smart speaker, to, and they do make physical switches, mm-hmm. but they're not built into the wall. You know, they're battery powered, that sort of thing. And this is a a, a, a good use case for some things. Like I have Philips Hue in my office, mm-hmm. where there's three in my lamp and one in the wall sconce and turn on one switch turns on all the lights you can dim it you can change the the color temperature throughout the day which is very nice mm-hmm. um, but if you want something reliable good that integrates the caseta diva nice you have to do too oh yeah arden arden yes what if i told you okay, okay. you might not believe me okay what okay. if I told you you can spend four hundred dollars? Oh my gosh! And, and you know you might think, oh, four hundred dollars. <laughs> Who wants to spend four hundred dollars? But then I would say, what if I told you that with one cable 
you plug one cable into your computer. It can be a laptop. If it's a laptop, this cable will charge the computer even, mm-hmm. assuming it's in a Thunderbolt port. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a desktop, it could just stay in there for a long time. But what if I told you that this one cable can provide you with more I.O., more input uh, opportunity mm-hmm. than pretty much you've ever had in your entire life from one cable. Wow. You, you, you might say, you might laugh me out of the room, wouldn't you? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm convinced that this is a problem that I need solved. Well, what if I told you? <laughs> okay. okay. Hypothetically. That, that, that from, hypothetically, that from this one cable, you could get 18 ports. Wow. 18 ports. Are, you could get, <laughs> you, you can get three Thunderbolt cables, including one that'll charge the laptop that you plug into it. You can get three USB-C. You can get six USB-A. You, are, you can get audio jacks. You can get an SD mini and SD card reader. You can get 2.5 wow. gigabit Ethernet. You could charge your laptop. Of course... I'm talking about the CalDigit TS4, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. Uh, my new favorite hub. Now, this thing is not cheap, unfortunately. But if you have kind of a... I, I, I had this, this vision for my setup in my office where, you know, I have this laptop that I use as my main computer, travel a lot, and I, I didn't like connecting a bunch of things when I sat down. I didn't like connecting the display and then this device and that device and this hub and that hub. I wanted one cable. And this provides me with that. Uh, 18 ports from one Thunderbolt 4 port. Uh, works on Mac, works on PC, charges your laptop at the same time, audio input and output. Ooh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I am a huge, huge fan. Super reliable. The CalDigit TS4. Very it'll cool. Make, it'll make all your I.O. dreams come true. Kind of a nerdy pick, but I, I can't not mention this thing. It's, it's beautiful as well. Very it's cool. beautiful. Um, my next thing is actually the cable organizer I mentioned for you. Because I think this is just such a nice way to just make somebody's life a little bit easier. Especially, I feel like I'm always dealing with so many cables all the time. Yeah. Um, and it is called the electronics organizer bag and it's waterproof and it's on Amazon. It's, it's not even Wait, a, it's a name brand. Yeah, it is waterproof. Really? Yeah. And it's from a no name brand, but it's from, it's just super well, see, useful. This is the one you got me, right? Yeah. I want to make sure. Cause this is, uh, oh yeah, this, I can vouch for this thing. Yeah. It it's allows- $13. And now it is. It wasn't, it wasn't e- when I bought it. That's an easy $13. <laughs> I know. It yeah. just makes someone's life so much better. It, it allows for you to wrap up basically six or seven cables. Um, and it also has like a zip up, a small zip up pouch for you to include like a USB key. Maybe you want some of those dongles. So hey. you can put in a USB-A or a USB-C. Hey. You can put a clicker in there. You can put a small, I mean, I put my watch, phone, charger, stand thing in there too. So it's just Is that super, the super trademarked handy. name for it? No, I just don't know what the it's called from Apple. Store, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just super handy. It like, allows you to organize all of your stuff really, really, really cl- cleanly and compactly and just kind of cleans up all your cable situations. Oh, there's a lot of C's in there. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Is that your last tech pick? I also have. I will have. I have, I guess I forgot I have two because yeah. I put two under... For people who travel. Do two and then I'll do my final because tech two. My, yeah, so that one was a fairly inexpensive one. If you want to have a slightly higher budget, 
the Belkin charging station that you can get from the Apple yeah. store is unbelievable for people who have Apple products. It's just so handy to have everything kind of wirelessly charged. You can put your a- Apple watch, you can put your ha- AirPods and you can put your iPhone all on one surface. And I know that's very niche Apple. So if you don't listen to Apple, sorry, but it's, or if you, if you don't, don't listen, if to you Apple? don't, um, if you're not part of the Apple ecosystem, Sorry, it won't be useful for you, but that's where the other cable organizer can be useful, right? I think there's a bit of a trade-off between wireless cable charging options and wires. Um, and so the wireless one or wired one is obviously more inexpensive, but you do need to buy the cables. But then if you want to go with the wireless solution, like the Velkin charger, we have one or two around the house um, and I have one in my office and I just, they're so handy and I yeah. am constantly just kind of delighted by how nice it feels when you put your phone down on it. Clicks into place. <laughs> yeah, it clicks yeah. into place. It's so satisfying. It's and, nice Apple's bringing that magnetic technology to the next uh, Qi wireless standard. Yeah. So it'll come to Android phones. This And it saves a lot of power too when things, the the wireless charging magnets perfectly yeah. align to your device. So it's, it's good all around. Mm-hmm. There you go. I have a Belkin one. Ooh. Yeah, it's actually in my pocket. Really? Have you picked one of these? Yeah. Have you picked one of these things up? I don't even know what that is. So the, it looks okay. like a phone pop up, like it, the thing that you put your pop socket or whatever they're called. It actually does serve as that. So what what this is, and I've not I'm not a phone case kind of person, uh, but I do love this thing for not only fiddling <laughs> with throughout the day, but also for you. So th- this is what's a, what's a, I, I just wrote down uh, Belkin iPhone as webcam holder. So mm. what this little device is is it's not only a phone stand. So you can put your phone. Look at this. You're, you're not looking. I'm looking. Um, I've seen it used before. Yeah. So you can use it kind of. Uh, on the desk to prop your phone up mm-hmm. in any direction. But you can also, there's a little clip that you can use to attach it to your Mac, because um, this is another Apple world thing. And and this uh, puts your phone in the webcam position. So you can use your phone as a webcam just by clipping it, attaching it to your phone. So there's one for laptops, there's one for desktops, but it uses this same uh, MagSafe Qi wireless uh, standard technology now uh, to mount your iPhone simply to the top of your laptop or to your display. Uh, Quite simple, $40.00. Um, and I love this thing. I use my webcam more than the webcam in my Apple display because the, it's better. This is going to sound so dumb, but I'm no, always worried it's good. It's good. that these kinds of setups are going to just continually have my camera on and I'm uh, going to yeah. forget that it's on. And I know that's a silly worry, but are you never worried about that? Well, do you keep your phone by you as you work? Sometimes. Because your camera is pointing somewhere. No, I'm not worried about the like privacy thing. I'm worried that I'll forget to connect it or something and that it will just keep on recording or keep on uh, having the camera on. No? Uh, con- okay. Continuity camera, which is the feature that uh, this uses. It's kind of the pipeline where your Mac wirelessly connects to your iPhone to use it as a webcam. And the Apple TV does this too now, actually. So you can have your uh, iPhone below it or above it and use the the Belkin one that's designed for desktops for it. Um, and uh, FaceTime with people on the mm. Apple TV, which is actually a really 
cool functionality. It, it's smart, so it doesn't. You it it knows your phone has a limited amount of battery. Uh, I personally keep my phone plugged in when I'm using the feature because using the camera uses a lot of uh, battery on the iPhone. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, um, that's the second last that's, one. Oh, second last. Do one yeah. more. Well, one more, and then we should call it for this episode. Then do the spectacular with with the rest of them. Oh, um, are we at that time? Yes, 32 minutes. Whoa. You can't see because the, my laptop's the other direction. Time is flying. But speaking of the Apple world, mm-hmm. my all-time favorite headphones that I've ever used um, are the AirPods Pro 2. Why? More than, more than the over-ear AirPods. Um, and the noise canceling on these is the best I have ever heard with any pair of headphones, greater than the AirPods. That might be a function of fit with my own ears. Yeah, um, I know it fits a bit differently for you. Um, it, it seems like across the different people that have talked about these, it, it seems it fits for most people, but there are a few exceptions, but there's good return policies uh, that Apple has in the case of that. Uh, I would say even if I used an Android phone, I would use these headphones, and I know they do work with Android. Um, the sound quality yeah, is incredible. The noise canceling is incredible. Um, it, it just you know great integration with the Apple world for easy device switching between things, and super comfortable. Though your mileage may vary. Yes, yeah. I think I'm a good counterpoint to that. Where <laughs> yeah. I actually love, I do have these, and I do love them. Um, I don't find they fit quite as well for me as they do for you. So after okay. a couple hours for me, they feel a little bit, uh, I feel them. I just notice them, I guess, after a couple hours. So I would never go on a flight with these, mm. but they are so convenient because they're so small and portable. And I don't even pack any other headphones for flying now. Yeah, I still like the over-ear ones better for longer, longer spells of use, but they are still just great headphones and they're, yeah. they're noise canceling and their transparency is amazing, especially oh, yeah. the adaptive transparency is yeah. just fantastic and a, a huge quality of life improvement if you're doing anything where you want to have AirPods but not be unaware of the world around you. Yeah, but become less aware of the really loud sounds. Yeah, and I think yeah. one thing I notice is how much better they make because um, cars are noisy, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, buses are even noisier. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm very fortunate. I bike on a separated bike lane with where it's like got a huge median, like not it's not even a median, it's got a park between me and a road. So yeah. I'm not worried about traffic. But traffic is so noisy where I bike. Yeah. And so I I mean I would never wear these on an actual road. So I will be clear, like never bike with headphones in. It's just very dangerous. Yeah. So don't not even with adaptive. You think anybody's but, listening to this on a bike? Hopefully, oh, maybe. maybe if you are, put your headphones in your pocket Be and careful. keep biking safely. Um, <laughs> or, or put one in. No, don't no? even do that. Just okay. don't bike with headphones all right. if you're going to be biking on a road. It's just, it's so unsafe. And so, but all that to say, um, if you are going to be uh, like interacting with the world and there's cars at a safe distance away, it, they're just really noisy and the adaptive just quiets them a little. Very nice. Yes. Live in a little bubble. Not a bubble because you still you still hear the environment around you. It just <laughs> quiets the like roar of car engines when they're a slight distance away. But you can hear birds and like people around you. Oh, thank God you can hear birds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> car, car. No, sometimes it's nice. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Some good tech picks for you. My picks in the next two categories are even better. Are they bangers? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many do you have? Only five, six total. Yeah. I have seven total. 
It's mm. enough for another episode of the pod. All right, part two. Yeah. Oh, part two. And I, I feel things might just feel a bit more uh, festive, cri- Christmassy around here for, <laughs> for the next one. Um, but I, I think this is it. Nice. For this one. Fantastic. This episode. Sounds t- good. Of time. And attention. Oh, I was wondering <laughs> when, when you would take the bait, how, oh. long, I, uh, how long I'd have to wait. <laughs> Timeandattention.fm is where you can find all the corresponding show notes all right. for the episode. We will see you with falling snow, with mm-hmm. bells on for mm-hmm. the next episode. Have a great week. Talk to you in a couple Tuesdays. <laughs>